Welcome to the Education, Career, and Beyond podcast. We've combined life experience with young adult drive and ambition. Are you just starting to college plan? Did you finish your education and wonder, now what? Join us in this lively discussion about the topics you need to know to create the next stage of your life's dreams, careers, finances, education, and more. Brought to you by Voice for Heroes 501c3. You know, we didn't even say who was going to say hello, so we just had this dead air here. <laughs> I was great looking well, to see if Zed got it. Does Capri got it? Okay, uh, me. Hello, I'll everybody. See, I can, let me start because I got something to say anyways. Okay, uh, let's hear this, this, uh, this particular podcast is going to be a little bit like life. Uh, right before we went to air, we found out that our guest wasn't going to be able to make it. So you sit there and you go, okay, this, I, we've got a little bit of a, a curveball. So when we say education, career, and beyond, sometimes things are beyond your uh, control. So we're in that we're going to take control of our beyond right now. Yes. Uh, so your hosts are going to be part host, part guest, kind of like we did last episode. So I've got Amy, which is my role as top left, and I've got Capri, which is top right. I'm bottom by myself. Um, so here we go. Here are your hosts uh, talking about the reality of life and how things can change. Oh, thank you for doing that. That makes me I, like, I just got moved. I loved it. <laughs> we'll put the guest on the bottom so we can. Guest really on the bottom. There we go. Attention. They can look down on me. For those that are listening, we just moved around the uh, video tiles just to confuse Ed. Yes, we're just uh, moving always, our faces around. I, I always I always forget there's a visual component to this show. Yes. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about you have a plan and it goes a certain way and occasionally there's a, some deviation and sometimes you don't even know what to expect in the next step. So you kind of have to think it through. So um, we're going to touch on that a little bit. But what we're really going to talk about, which is the primary reason that um, we moved Capri down one tile southwest is that uh, we want to talk about the reality between planning of, for going to college, going to college, getting through your first year, and then um, what to do with your summer and what you're planning on doing with the second year. And before we get into that, I just want to tell you a couple things. Um, part of our dialogue was like in since most kids were five years old, they've been told they get the summer off, the summer off, the summer off, the summer off, and that keeps going. But in adult I land, miss that so much. Yeah, I, I miss nap time. I miss <laughs> recess. I think they're giving nap time to the wrong people. Oh, totally. Kindergarten's only like four hours. Like, I need a nap. Yeah, uh, I'm with you on that. I could use a nap uh, for sure. Use a snack too. Snack. Oh my god. Recess. Time to go so out. I just we think they teach us all wrong. Movement. It's we a disappointment. A <laughs> it's a movement. We need to start a movement. We're yes. gonna. Uh, I was just looking at something. It's like, uh, who's that guy who's got the four minute work week or whatever? It's like we should have the four minute. Um, break in your day, recess, yes. nap, and snack. Oh my goodness, Absolutely. that would be amazing. Yes, um, I was, I think we're on the same thing. Yeah, we are. Yeah, 
So let's let's get into it. Capri, I want to just kind of start with expectations. When you go and you look back, and maybe it's kind of challenging to answer this question, but what to you is the significant breakthrough or moment in your first year in college that you did not expect that's a little bit different than you thought it was going to be in your mind? That's a great question. I think that for me, expectations are something that I've always, I'm not sure if necessarily had trouble managing is the right thing to say, but I've just had to maybe put in a little more effort to make sure that my expectations aren't too high or like oppositely, if my expectations are for myself are too low, then I don't perform as well as I would like to. So just kind of putting extra effort into making sure that my expectations are appropriate for what I'm going into. And so going into college, I, my really only thing was like, keep an open mind, keep a smile on your face, and just try and meet some new people. And I was under the assumption that like you wouldn't make that many friends that were like going to be your great friends, like it was going or in the first like two weeks, like you're just everyone's meeting everyone, like it's great to have those relationships and connections and start to make your network grow bigger in a new place. But like, it's okay if you don't find your best friend on the first day. And so I was like, okay, that's totally great. That's totally great. But then like month three was kind of starting to roll around and I hadn't entirely found my group of friends yet. And I was like, okay, like I have some good friends, but I feel like I don't quite fit in yet. And I think that it just, everything takes a lot longer than what you think it will be. So just give yourself the grace to kind of keep trying if it doesn't work out the first time or like not every, um, classmate that you um, enjoy their company like maybe they have different interests than you outside of class so that kind of took a little bit of um, um, thinking to figure out like oh like maybe I'm not like maybe this friend is only for like class and we can work Mm -hmm. out with each other or whatnot but yeah that was I think definitely one of the biggest things and also I didn't realize how much um, social activities impact your day-to-day and also like your well-being in general so that's definitely something that kind of i found very interesting can you say more about that for the listener or the parent or the student who's gonna about ready to go through this process can you say more about your social activity and your balance and well-being how do those what do you mean by that how does that all connect um well for me i have learned that i am a person who does really well with routine and i need kind of structure at the same time not that whole routine can be entirely work so i had to like plan kind of time into my day where i could be like okay like if you finish all your work before this time then you have the rest of the evening to like go hang out with friends or like for example tonight um my friends and i we're going to dinner and we're all really busy this week. So we're going to a little coffee shop and we're doing our work for two hours while also getting food. So we get to um, work on academic things while having time to socialize and making sure like we're eating and nourishing our bodies. So kind of just planning extra time to make sure that you can fit in all those aspects because it's definitely doable, but you just have to kind of consider what, um, your priorities are socially and like emotionally and academically for them to all be able to fit into your schedule the way you want them to. Fair I hope enough. that answered your question. I'm, yeah, I'm going to so. ask, I'm going to ask kind of a, a silly question here, but I'm curious how much 
movies and TV and media influenced what you thought it was going to be versus what it was? That's a great question. Oh, that is a great question. Um, that's a great question. Okay, so you know, in like college mo or movies about college, where you always see like the people playing on the lawn, and you're like, wow, like they look like they never do any schoolwork. Um, that's how like the first week and a half of school was, and then it kind of felt like a little like, okay, here's this giant stack of work that you have to do do next Sunday, and it was kind of like syllabus week was over the beginning of school was over and everything's just there and so those expectations about how college was like supposed to be the best time of your life kind of went a little bit downhill because it was like oh yeah I actually am also here to do work um, <laughs> but once you kind of get a hang of that I think that it is what you make it and if you um, like if you join someone told me that you should have one activity or like one club for career development one career for like socializing and having fun and then one thing for exercise and I think that if you do kind of all those things then it will be pretty much like the little scene in the movies you always see where people are throwing their frisbees like my friends and I um <laughs> we once a week we go out to this lawn and we just like throw a frisbee or football or whatever whenever it's warm so can we go back over that one more time? So you said one thing that's career development. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing that's social and then one mm -hmm. thing that's physical, right? Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's now what about personal development? Um, that, okay. I kind of thought about that as I was saying it. I think that maybe social, I think you should also have one for those too. Cause like now that I'm thinking about it, I definitely do. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I, that one just skipped my mind, but yeah. Okay, good. I like it. Yeah. All right. So at the time of this recording, I won't say things are slowing down, but I think you can see Not the end, end of this academic year coming yeah. soon. So mm -hmm. just how far are you out? So we're in the middle-ish of mm -hmm. uh, a little bit past, about a third of the way through April at this point. When yeah. do you actually shut the joint down and head back west? Um, so this is my last, we have, we call it like week 15 of classes. This is the last week of class. And then we have dead week next week and then finals that first week in May. So I have two weeks minus a day until I'm done with everything. All right. Wow. So finals is like freaking out in the back of your mind. You're like, whatever, I'm ready for that. I just want to get the heck out of here. Where are you at mentally and emotionally? Um, for one of my classes, I'm definitely freaking out. It's a little stressful. I am kind of in the opposite scenario of what I was in last semester, where I know that the final replaces my lowest test score. And last semester, I was like, great, as long as I don't get below 65 on this final, it will be, it will work out the way I want it to. But um shocker college you will get a grade that is way lower than you want it to be expected to be and have ever gotten in your first or second semester of college yes that's going to happen if you somehow are in like the 0.5 percent of people who that doesn't happen to you that's great however um in this particular class it's chemistry i've gotten the lowest grade that i've ever gotten in a test and i need to get that test replaced and so that one is definitely um, the most stressful of all my finals, but the rest my daughter Lisa had the same thing with chemistry mm -hmm. and it was that class and that grade that was the problem. 
Yep. Hey, chemistry, why are you messing with my people? What's yeah, up with that? I don't know. It's difficult for no reason. And then you think you know everything and then you get to lab and they're like, yeah, so everything you thought you knew is actually wrong. And it's a little frustrating sometimes, but I think it will turn out. Um, but as far as the rest of my classes, like I've been keeping up with everything. Honestly, that's the biggest advice I can give. Like make sure you're staying on top of your weekly workload and it will like, it won't necessarily be super easy, like guaranteed that you won't have to do a bunch of it studying but you'll definitely be able to understand and conceptualize what you need to know so for all my other classes like that's where I am like oh yeah I still have some studying to do but I'm feeling pretty comfortable that I know how I can achieve my goals. What was that mental process like for you as you realized because I know I watched our daughter Elisa go through the same thing because mm -hmm. high school I mean her GPA everything was perfect right everything was perfect so she could get into this school and do the whole thing for you to be at a place to go it's okay if I didn't get the perfect grades it's okay if if I can get through this course that this one was more of a struggle to look at your you know college GPA with a different mindset than you did your high school GPA what was that mental mm -hmm. process for you and acceptance um, that one is really tough because for the first semester, I was like, it's okay. Like any kind of missteps that I took academically, I was kind of to some extent able to say like, oh, this is because it's my first time in college and these classes are um, just managed differently than they are in high school. And so I was a little bit able to attribute that um, misstep to being new and still adjusting to college but now that it's second semester and I'm like oh like these are where I may have fell short last semester this is what I can do to fix it kind of going in it with a growth mindset that I can learn from last semester even if I've already only been here for one semester mm -hmm. and then the other part of it is um I don't know I feel like I'm still kind of struggling with that especially because I know that I want to go um, well, I will be going to med school. So there's like, it's not like my grades don't count. Whereas maybe if you um, were just like going, you weren't going to grad school or anything, you might feel less pressure to um, maintain like a 3.9 GPA, which is essentially like all A's and one A minus. And um, so I think just kind of being able to say like, oh, even though I wasn't able to do this, this is what I can learn from this experience instead of beating yourself up again, beating yourself up over the mistake and making it again. Right. So um, any thoughts? I, I want to get to the summer activities, but since we're on academics, any thoughts on how, if anything, you might do starting year two differently than year one? Or is it just familiarity is just, it, it, it's just going to be more comfortable. Um, I do have a couple things as far as like studying go. Like I basically the way that I studied in the beginning of high school, I changed halfway through high school and that has been working for me up until kind of this chemistry class. So just being okay with changing like, oh, if it hasn't worked out halfway through the semester, clearly something needs to change. And so now that I've adjusted how I'm studying and spending my time on academics. It has become a little bit easier and more manageable, even though in some cases it does require more time. So just kind of being okay with changing from my original plans and trying something new. Because if you're already, just in general, if you're already doing poorly in a class, 
and you're doing the same thing, like you might as well try something new because you're already doing poorly. Like it can't get worse than already doing poorly. It can only get better. And so next year I'm definitely just going to keep kind of trying to find the study habits that work well for me in every subject, even though they might not be the same across the board. Is there any merit in your mind to the whole idea of cramming? Like you just, it's like, Hey, I'm going to do 24 hours straight, 36, 48 hours of just putting my brain in a book or going through cards. Does any of that have merit in your mind now that you've been at it for a while? Um, Yes and no, not to that extent. I know when I, so my brain times out at 1130. Like I, would love to be the person who like can kind of work later into the night in some cases where it's like, Oh, like if I have a later class, I could just sleep in in the morning. But I like after 1130, there's just no academic things going on in my head. So I know that anything I need to do has to be done before like 1030 for it to actually like stay in my brain. And you know how lucky I- you are. Ed and I are 730. <laughs> 6.30 some days. <laughs> it's done I know that. that's not true, Amy, with the schedule. That is, yeah, Amy is trying to be Miss Humble over here. She's no, like, it's oh, true. Yeah, I'm, I'm so fine. It's okay. I only had seven meetings today instead of my normal 12. And no. I'm like, you're doing seven meetings today? No way. <laughs> um, so to kind of answer your question, I think that in sometimes not necessarily cramming is the right word for it, but just studying for long periods of time is beneficial. But definitely just like if you haven't studied at all for a topic and you think that going like seven hours straight with no break is going to get you there, it probably won't. But sometimes if it makes you feel better about it, it's more of a confidence thing. So I'm not going to say I haven't ever crammed for anything because that would definitely be a lie. But if you can avoid it, avoid it. Good advice. If you were to go back and talk to Capri last August, what would you tell her? What a great question. Um, If I went back to start of freshman year college Capri, Um, I think I would say that everything's going to turn out so much better than you planned it to be and that any little bump in a road is just that a bump in a road not the final destination and the last thing I would say is just keep making those connections because I think the first two weeks of the semester both semesters have been like oh wow I'm like so outgoing and blah 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 then I kind of get into my routine which is nice because I like being in a routine, but then I like notice kind of that I'm not making as many connections with maybe professors or like um, TAs or going to office Mm. hours and stuff. So kind of just keeping that same energy up throughout the semester, even though it's hard. Good. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. All All right, right, Ed, summer questions. Yeah. uh, This is an interesting summer. Interesting topic for me because at the outset, I I mentioned that ever since we were five years old, the idea was you go to school, you get two months off, 10 weeks off, whatever, then you go back to school. And that has been, 
outside of a few people that I know who've done year-round school, that's like the majority of my friends and people I know and the high school students I work with. So it's you talked about routine. So it's work, small break, work, small break, work, small break. And I think as adults, we think that way, right? We get a couple, three weeks. Some of us get four more off during a year. So you work for a stretch and you get a break. But in academics, it's like work for you know, eight, nine months, nine or 10 months, and then you get a longer break, which begs the question, um, and I don't know if this has ever been different for you, Capri, but you talked about personal development, academic development, social development, physical stuff, all that. Do you look at your summers the same exact way? Or is it I'm checking out and I just <laughs> wanna be with my friends and we're gonna hang out at the beach and it's just good fun until I have to pack up and go back to school. With the exception of last summer, um, I have never viewed my summers like that. I think senior, the summer between senior year and college was a little different just because I knew that my life was about to become so different from what I was used to that I kind of mm -hmm. needed to take in all those moments and all those kind of victories throughout high school and just be like, oh, like, this is what I accomplished. I'm proud of this. And I've worked hard to get to where I am. And I need to kind of rest in this for a minute. Um, but generally, that was the first summer in like five years that I hadn't taken a summer class. So generally, mm -hmm. I don't really take a break. I tried to fit in a summer class or two. Um, I the last well, some summers I've had a job this summer. I'm trying to figure that out because I am going to Missouri for a month well uh, yeah about a month this summer to work at a summer camp which I am so beyond excited for I and work. so that yeah I'm very excited I'm gonna have some time to do some a lot of personal development and kind of be able to build on my leadership skills a lot which I'm really excited to even though it doesn't necessarily pertain to the career that I want in the future um I'll be able to do kind of everything except the career-oriented development. Um, but I have a good like five weeks before that and then about five weeks after as well. So I'm trying to figure out how to best spend my time there. Got it. Um, it sounds to me that that is a, uh, a conscious thought. Like it's not, that does not happen by accident. When did you start planning out what it what how you're going to divide up and measure your time off in the summer from time off and i use that from college yeah. not necessarily from life yeah um i have been thinking about how i was going to spend my summer since well purdue is very um they have a lot of opportunities in the beginning of fall semester for people to get internships and a majority of those were engineering oriented. Um, so I didn't really put super much effort into um, trying to find an internship that was the whole summer. Whereas one of my friends, this is actually so great for her. She went to all these career fairs and she is going to be working as a bridge inspector the whole summer and she wants to be a civil engineer. So it's like Whoa. the perfect deal. Yeah, she's That's very cute. excited about that. Whereas um, for me personally, I have been wanting to work at one of these summer camps for the last two years. And 
this summer was like my kind of last opportunity where I was like, okay, I know that the following summers, I probably will have an internship or summer long job where I won't be able to take off that much time. So I need to, if I want to um, work at the summer camp, which I may wanted to, um, I need to make it a priority for this summer. And originally I had applied for, um, you basically give them like which day you could start and which day you could end and they assign you a session. So I had said that I was free like the first June, all of June and all of July essentially, but then now I'm just doing June, the middle of July. So I kind of have that bonus time in the beginning of summer, if you will, which I think I'm going to get a little part-time job, um, make some money. So then next year I can be able to focus on an internship where I maybe won't have as much um, monetary value, but like skill value and mm-hmm. career value instead. That's a good plan. It is a good plan. That's outstanding. Yeah, I like it. I like um, it. Amy, what do you got left for questions? I got like two. Oh, I'm, I'm good. She answered mine. I, I threw my big ones out there. I did. All right. We're going to go, we're going to go a little deep. All right. right. When are you so, ever out of deep questions? I don't know. Sometimes they're very, cool. very right. confusing and very <laughs> surface. I better lean back and get comfy. Yeah, get comfy. Me too. Uh, so you had talked about expectations, bumps and roads, not destinations. And it made me think of something. I have an expression. I don't think that my wife mm-hmm. likes it very much, but I'm going to tell you what uh-huh. it is. And it's life is subject to change without notice. Like, right i'm curious as did you have any of that in college it's like i i I was on a path it just changed and therefore i I wouldn't say no there's been like a couple small things where it's like oh um i'll use the example of rushing for a sorority i thought that i really wanted that i was like wow this is going to be so great i will get to meet a ton of new people because honestly that was one of the things that I was most concerned about going into college because I also know that if I don't have a strong community or a strong sense of belonging then I won't feel inclined to participate and kind of um, be involved in the community and I just think that's important for my well-being it's fun like I don't see any downsides of being heavily invested in the community that you're in. So I was like, oh, this is a great way for me to do this. Well, it got to the end of the process and I got a bid and I needed to decide if I actually wanted to follow through with it or take like a different path. And I did decide to take a different path. And I just been thinking a lot about that lately. Like, oh, like if I decided to do this, like I would have had a bunch of other opportunities and just because I had other opportunities that presented themselves if they don't and they're different doesn't necessarily mean that one is better than the other. Mm. That's a really good way of looking at it. I think yeah. the, the other side of that is if you make a decision not to do thing, one thing versus another thing is probably mm-hmm. try not to dwell on that. Yeah, You can't really dwell on the what if you've made the decision, so move forward, which kind of leads me to my last question, which is about expectations. I think um, I think you had commented about how expectations have changed. And so Mm -hmm. this one is not one of my favorite quotes, but I will Uh tell you what it is. It's like if I have low expectations, I'll never be disappointed. I stole that from a movie. (laughs) It was a joke, but I kind of held on to it. Do you, how do you measure yourself in terms of where you are? Do you try to keep uh, low expectations, high expectations? 
somewhere in the middle, how would you say you would qualify the way you look at opportunities and expectations? I think I said this a little bit in the beginning or like just touched on it a bit, but if I say for myself, oh, like if I don't have high enough expectations, I will not perform. So I know that I need to have high expectations for myself in order for my in order for me to be able to achieve the things that I want to. And I think that kind of goes a little bit with prioritizing because if I say, oh, like on this test, it's okay if like I don't get a if I don't get a hundred, like I'll be fine with a seventy because I know that my grade is impacted that much by me not performing as well. So then that leads me to be like, oh, a 70 is okay. I don't need to put as much effort into it. I don't need to study as much. I don't need to do this, this, and this. And then I end up getting a 70, even though I know I'm much more capable of, or I'm very capable of getting a higher grade. And then I'm sad that I got a 70 because I know that I'm capable of more versus mm. if on the flip side, if I say, oh, I need to get a hundred on this test, even though like in the grand scheme of things or like in my grade overall, if I get an 80, like I will still have an A in the class and I will still be very comfortable with in like performing well and all that. I also don't think that I can set super high expectations because then that just puts too much pressure and kind of makes me feel really stressed. So kind of just like mid upper level where it's like, okay, I know I'm capable of doing this. I need to continue to push myself so that I can actually achieve what I know I'm capable of but not to the point where if I'm putting that much pressure on myself, it stresses me out and it's like starting to be kind of a more negative thing when I don't meet those goals. Right. Great answer. So Amy, same question to you, particularly when you're coaching up professionals, what do you do in terms of expectations with them, how they measure them? Do you make them write them down or you suggest that? Talk to me about that low, medium, high expectation question that I ask Capri. Because I do so much personal development, there's a little bit of, you know, that different spin that goes with that. But I was actually just saying this to a client today. I'm going to bring you way up here. I'm going to bring you as far as I think I can push you to be. And you're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to feel like cartoonish. You're going to say, this is not me because I know I want to see what your range is. Yeah. I want, I I'm watching and studying you and I can see where your normal is. This is what you do in, in normal. I want to see where the range is. How far can I push you? Because I know once I'm not here, you're going to bring it right back down to a middle. Well, right now, right now your debt, your, your middle is here. So if when I get you here, this is awesome, but I'm going to push you all the way up to see where we can find your middle. So for me, I really like to push somebody as far as I think they can go. Yeah. That's a, that's a great answer. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Are you going to say something? Um, I just thought of this sign. So RII, she's super nice. She has these inspirational quotes like all over the bathroom in our hallways. And the one that you just made me think of was setting the bar higher or lower. There's this one from the office and it says the only time I set the bar too low is for limbo. And I feel like honestly, like that's such a mindset to have yeah. because the higher in some case in most cases, the higher that you set the bar, the more you'll strive for like strive to reach it and then yes. you well, you can accomplish more if you have higher expectations. Yes. And then if you do drop in, like, oh, this is still pretty great. <laughs> the yeah. drop in point is still really great and more than you probably thought you could do. Yeah. So uh, I lied. I have one follow up question <laughs> and then Amy, you can wrap it because it's about expectations combined with accountability. So oh. Capri, do you use your 
your quote unquote study group, that lunch, you were, dinner you're talking about where you've got two hours of work around other people as a way to monitor and manage yourself. And I think Amy, same question in regards to, do you see that when there's an accountability component that's external to one's own measuring system that people do better than not? Completely. Yeah. Accountability um, is one of the big keep components to any success. I'm sure yeah. you're going to say the same. A hundred percent agree with you. Mm-hmm. Got it. So back to um, <laughs> another question. I want to, because I think it's super important, right? So you yeah. talked about you're going to go have dinner and the, maybe the original thought was, I'm going to go have dinner. We're going to go hang out. But you realize we got work to do too. So we're going to combine those things. So here's mm-hmm. my question. The four things that you talked about, personal, academic, uh, physical, and what was the other one? Physical, academic, social, social. Um, personal development and uh, activity, like, you know, moving around. How many yeah. of those boxes will you check off in that time frame um, at dinner tonight? Well, Probably I would say all four, but we are driving today because one of my dear friends has brought her car. So normally we walk to wherever we're going, which is like a mile. So we get the little physical and then work on working on homework, academic, social, because we're all together. And not necessarily always, but sometimes you can add a little personal development in there. I like to start some of my study sessions by like setting an intention for it or also mm-hmm. like reading a couple pages of my book. I'm currently reading The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. Excellent book. It's a great book. book. Um, Love it. So I either start or end a lot of my kind of quieter study sessions with that because I think it's just a nice, like, calming reset thing to do. So hopefully I will get all of those off. um, But tonight it might be a three out of four. That's great. I I absolutely (laughs) love that. And that was super helpful for me too, which is is maybe every single – you know, I've the one thing that – the one thing that this stupid pandemic has done is it's isolated people. And I don't know that I've completely rebounded from that yet. I like, haven't. I think we we work from home sometimes and there's this isolation, like my kids are working here at school, my wife's working, I'm at home. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. This isn't working for me. So I have to kind of like, I have to think in terms of, okay, I need to change a few things. And yeah. Those four elements that you talked about, that's like, by the way, Capri, if you're thinking about writing a book, there's four chapters right there, right? So (laughs) um, those pieces are extraordinarily important. That's why I asked the question, like, there's something that's not working quite right personally Mm -hmm. and professionally for me right now. I agree. And I think this conversation actually helped me to kind of reorient myself. And so I'm kind of glad we didn't have our guest today. So guest. This worked out perfect. Uh, no offense, but I'm glad you're not here. We rock it. I agree. My, my physical uh, category can't be how many trips in the hallway I make back and forth because yeah. I'm in, I'm home office. I miss the socialization. I miss being with a team more often. Um, so I create networks that are fulfilling that. So I have to find other ways to create this. Part yeah. Of it. I, I love I that. Thank you for Capri for the inspiration, the conversation, Incredible. the reality. Right. 
the discussion. I don't know, Amy, you want to wrap this thing up so we can get this out of here? This fantastic. I absolutely love what we do week after week. It's a new conversation. It's a new topic and it's a new inspiration, not just for our young adults, but as you can see, Ed and I also learn something every week. So join us each week here at the Education Career and Beyond. Share it, like it, subscribe, please reach out if you have questions, you'd like to be a guest on this show. We're always looking for more authority figures to come in and give us their best insights and takeaways to help all of us level up to be better through our education career and beyond. We'll see you next week. You guys are the best. Talk to you soon.